In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. I'm Chris Horwoodell. It's been a while. We took a little break while we were working on some of the other YouTube stuff for the channel, and with the uh, conclusion of March Madness, it seemed to be a good time. But we're back. Very excited to be here. Also, if you haven't already done so, make sure that you're checking out the great content we're putting out on YouTube all the time. Mario Hines is doing his great show, Appraise the Phrase. Greg Crone, Matt Crone, Mike Crone, Mark Kalita doing Better's Delight, which is uh, just, I don't want to call it a delight, that feels on the nose, but it, it it's a really fun betting show where you're gonna you're gonna get some good picks and you know you're gonna laugh a little bit at the the sheer idiocy that is taking place. We did a mock draft show a couple of weeks ago prior to the 2022 NFL draft. I do regret that I didn't get the opportunity to do a parlay before we did the before the, the NFL draft happened. That is it's unfortunate and that was a missed opportunity because for those who don't know, I sort of uh, I sort of built myself up a little bit in the sporting world doing NFL draft stuff. I started a website called NFL Draft Blitz all the way back in in the before times of nineteen ninety-nine whole uh, Whole different ball game there, but did the NFL draft stuff for a long time, still near and dear to my heart, and it was a missed opportunity. I will not miss that opportunity next year, but it's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to make some picks and uh, and get people rich. The goal is what it has always been, and we've got the NBA playoffs going on right now. Second round, a lot of good series. We've got uh, we've got four series going on right now. Game split two tonight which is friday and two on saturday we're going to talk about those maybe maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of bonus baseball picks but predominantly this is going to be an nba playoffs show today <clears throat> so let's kick things off why don't we the first game near and dear to my heart the miami heat taking on the philadelphia 76ers Miami leads the series 2-0 now. Players have been missing. <laughs> Let's say that players have been missing that potentially have the ability to impact a game. The rightful MVP of the National Basketball League, Joe L. Embiid for the 76ers, being one of them, though it is worth pointing out that Kyle Lowry, a critical player for the Miami Heat, also out Villanova's own Kyle Lowry. So, heat up to nothing. And honestly, these these games really haven't been close so far. We are showing about a 53% chance of uh, Philadelphia winning this game today. Which goes to speak, uh, well, probably speaks directly to one of the things we're about to hit on with Philadelphia. But VadaSportsBook.com has this line, heat minus two right now. They're, they're the clubhouse favorites. For the Heat, now PJ Tucker's day-to-day, -day, Gabe Vincent's day-to-day, -day, Strauss' day-to-day, -day, everybody's day-to-day -day at this point. 
Uh, Kyle Lowry, however, questionable for, uh, for Friday's game against the 76ers. Looking more and more like there's a possibility that he'll get back out on the court. Maybe not full minutes, but you know anything Lowry can give the Heat is going to be is going to be a boon for them for sure. As I said, you know this series unfortunately hasn't been close. Heat win one by 14 points. They win another by 16 points. And realistically, neither of those games were as close as the scores indicate, which is unfortunate as a Philadelphia 76ers fan. But you know, the elephant in the room, Joel Embiid, has cleared concussion protocols as of about an hour ago via Tim Bontemps uh, and has been elevated from out to doubtful for the game tonight. A lot can change in the next uh, next five and a half hours, is what I'm going to say. I know Philadelphia is not going to want to risk long-term health uh, for Embiid. With He's got the broken orbital bone in his face. He's got a torn ligament in his thumb. The concussion now behind him, fortunately. But their back's against the wall here. I, I'd be interested to see what happens if they held Embiid out tonight and did drop this game. Whether or not they would bring him back for game four or not even risk it. Maybe that's what the Nets did with Ben Simmons. I I don't think that was everything that went into the Nets' decision, but that's for another conversation. My guess is that Joel Embiid is going to play tonight. And getting a guy like Embiid, I mean, look, he's he should be the MVP of the NBA. The guy averaged 30.6 points per game, 11.7 rebounds, 4.2 assists during the regular season. Those numbers did drop a little bit as teams really tried to take him out. Specifically, the Raptors tried to take him out in the first round. <laughs> Pascal Siakam successfully took him out. Um, definitely not a dirty play. Definitely not a dirty player. All I'll say. But getting getting a guy like Embiid back who is averaging 26.2 points per game and 11.3 rebounds in the playoffs, despite you know the shooting percentages dropping a little bit from the outside, it's a game changer. There's no doubt about that. Also, while I'm uh, while I'm talking about the 76ers, I think that the notion that James Harden has been disappointing for the 76ers team is unfair. You know, people I, I, were people just not paying attention to James Harden over the last couple of years, where his game did change from the the ball-dominant go-to scorer that he was that year, he averaged 36 a game for the Rockets, to more of a complimentary player who looks to get teammates involved and can score when he has to. I mean, he's not turning the corner the way he has in the past, maybe getting blocked a little bit more of the rim. You wonder whether or not that hamstring is all the way back. You wonder whether he trusts that hamstring more to the point. But the guy still averaged 22 points, 10.3 10.3 assists, 7.7 rebounds a game, uh, while shooting 88% from the line for the 76ers in the regular season. Can you imagine doing that in an off year? Can you imagine that that is a, considered a bad season for you? Numbers have dropped a little bit, as you'd expect, with teams trying to take him out now that, well, he trying to take him out now that Embiid's been out of the lineup for the last two. 18.8, 9.4 assists, 5.4 rebounds. 
mean, come on. <laughs> those are those aren't bad numbers. I think there's this narrative that James Harden is cooked, and you know he's not what he was, but James Harden is still an incredibly useful player. And a guy who, once this roster is corrected a little bit in the offseason, they add a little more shooting. They, they lost a lot when they got rid of Seth Curry in the Harden deal. The lane's going to open up a little bit more, and, and things are going to be easier. I don't think we're going to see 36-point-a-game James Harden next year in Philadelphia. But I think we're going to see a very good James Harden. Uh, that rant over, we are going to take the Philadelphia 76ers plus two. Well, we're going to take the 76ers money line, pardon me, plus plus 110 at Bavada. And then that's where things get interesting. It's over under here, 210 and a half at Bavada. The Heat averaging 110 per game, 110.3. The 76ers averaging 108 a game. Both teams similar in turnovers. Oh boy. Um, also worth pointing out, this game is the first that goes back to Philadelphia, where the 76ers are 14-13-0 as an underdog against the spread. This two, this 210 seems like it's a little bit low, right? This seems like, especially if you get Embiid back, you could, this could be in the 218 to 222 range. Feels like a home run over pick for this game. And uh, just because of the lack of games, we're probably going to do, we're going to do a pick plus the over-under for each of these. Unless I just don't feel good about it and we'll, we'll go to baseball, we'll go to hockey. Maybe we'll go to, you know, international basketball. We'll, we'll find something for, that we like to get us up to eight and then maybe more. But we're definitely going to take this over here. Over 210.5 at Bavada, minus 110. Uh, two picks in our parlay now goes up. That's a respectable plus 310 after two selections. This could be a big number. This could be a big number this week. And we should all be excited about it. This is playoff basketball. This is fun. Let's get to the next game. The Phoenix Suns, the Dallas Mavericks. We're showing this one. The Mavericks. Matchup predictor here says the Mavericks are going to win this one about 65% of the time. The series now heads to Dallas with the Suns leading 2-0. At 65% seems high to me, to be quite frank. Um, no major, major, major injuries now with, with Booker back and all of that. Dario Sharch did have a have a further operation to clean up some stuff going on in his knee, missed the entire season, so can't factor that in too much. As I said, Suns up 2-0. This goes back to Dallas. Right now, this is a pick 'em. This is this is a minus 110 across the board. Be it money line, be it be it spread at Bavada. So, if we're seeing 65% of the time Dallas is going to win, do we believe it? Uh, the Suns have been great, especially since they've gotten Devin Booker back. The it's crazy the change that adding a guy like Chris Paul, uh, a floor leader, a guy who can teach the younger players how to play basketball, what it means for a team and seeing the development of players like Cameron Johnson, of Mikel Bridges. It's an incredibly well-constructed team in Phoenix. I know that's a, that's a hot take given that they had the best record in the league this year. But this is just a very, very good basketball team with very few holes. 
they uh, that first game was a seven point win over the Mavericks in Phoenix, then a 20 point win in, in a non-competitive game. Game two against the Mavs in Phoenix. It's a late game tonight, 9:30 uh, p.m. start, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be one worth staying up for. I think I I think we're gonna be see the most competitive game to date. Dallas, oh boy, Dallas has been interesting because you're seeing you're seeing them get big contributions from guys like Jalen Brunson in the playoffs, who who for a, a point I don't have that number in front of me, but for a point was the leading scorer in the playoffs. You're seeing them get a lot out of Dorian Finney-Smith, who had a big game the other day. Uh, Luca averaging 33 points per game, uh, for the playoffs so far, 9.8 rebounds, 6.4 assists, playing a ton. Jalen Bronson, 23.6 points for Jalen Bronson, 4.8 rebounds and 3.8 assists. As a, as a Villanova fan, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Brunson this offseason. I know the Mavericks are looking to try and make a big move. Brunson's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Could this be a catalyst for a sign and trade? The guy deserves to run his own team. The guy deserves to have the ball more. Uh, Luka is spectacular, but Luka is also ball dominant. So it's going to be fun to see what happens with Jalen Brunson. <sighs> Next season, man, this one, I don't... I don't know that I agree with that 65%. We're seeing Phoenix is going to cover the spread about 62% of the time, which doesn't quite add up. I mean, well, this is an old number. Uh, previously, Phoenix minus one. Now it's a pick 'em. Where do we go with this? Um, this over/under is more appropriately set. We're looking at a Suns team that scores 114.8 points per game and a Mavericks team that's at 106.4. That combines to, what, 121.2. The line at Bovada right now is 218. Everybody wants to go... Everybody wants to go with the over, but... Uh, in the words of Matt Crown, you never, you never go broke taking the under. And I think that's what we're going to do here. We're going to pick the under in this game. Man, the Mav Mavericks are up against the wall, but the Suns are just better. The, the Suns are just the better team. So, even without the injuries, I just, I, I have, I've got contemplative here. Um, by the way, the after three picks with the over-under, our part leg goes up to plus 665, as you can see on the screen if you're watching the YouTube version, which I encourage you to, if you are watching, please uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you uh, give a like to this episode. Feel free to comment, reach out to me, see what you want to. Let me know what you want to see in previous. <laughs> let me let me uh, know what you want to see in the past. No, let me let me know what you want to see in the future. Uh, what you want us to cover. Obviously, once basketball is over, things are going to get a little bit more interesting with just baseball during the uh, the summer. We'll we'll see how that goes. But, oh boy, this, this is the most difficult game, and I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, Chris, it's a pick 'em. It it should be the most difficult game to pick. But I I just think we're I think we might be overthinking this. Dallas is 25, 17, and two as a, as a home team. We're gonna this is against the spread is un, 
kind of irrelevant here. But the Suns are 27-17 as an away team. Uh, they're 41-36 as a favorite. These numbers don't really give you anything. They suggest both teams are going to win. In this case, look, the Suns are the better team. We're going to go Phoenix Suns. We'll, doesn't matter. We'll go money line for the sake of it. But it's all minus 110 at Pavada, so who cares? Our fourth pick, Suns money line, went out right. Our parlay now four picks in up to plus 1361. Plus 1361. $100 wins $1,300. 13 No, that's stacks. Stacks might be 1000 1. 1.3 stacks. I'm a very cool person. Uh, all right. Up to our next game tomorrow night. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Get into game three. And uh, this series is... Well, finally get a series is tied. Tied at tied 1-1. This is another really... It's, it's, it's funny how you see these good series in the second round of the playoffs. Especially with the Celtics team. That Boy, did we write off early in the year when they... We're kind of dysfunctional, quite frankly. Kind of dysfunctional. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both were kind of going in a direction where they wanted to prove that they were the alpha dog on the team. Neither one wanted to pass to anybody else but the other person. Things have calmed down. What Ime Adoku has been able to do with this team has been nothing short of spectacular. There are some injuries, both teams affected at the guard position. One of them will be rectified tonight, the other probably not. We're showing a about a 51.8 percentage chance that the Celtics win this game outright. Bavada has the Celtics plus one and a half for minus 110. Um, even money parlay. So let's talk about the Celtics. And uh, by the way, this game is this game is in Milwaukee. The biggest news is that it's very likely that the Celtics will get Marcus Smart back for Game 3. Listed as probable right now a day before the fact. And having that steadying presence is going to be is going to be wildly important. Smart, Smart is a fun player to watch because you have to kind of understand all the things he does for the team. Never going to be a big scorer. But maybe like the ultimate glue guy. One of... Probably a top five glue guy in basketball right now. And also just the defensive matchup between Marcus Martin and Drew Holiday is going to be fun. But, you know, in four games against Milwaukee this year, Smart has played 35 minutes a game. He's shooting 40% from three, 17.3 points per game, 7.8 assists. Actually substantially, uh, substantially better than his season totals of 12.1 and 5.9 assists to go along with uh, shooting th only 33% from three. So, getting Smart back is going to be a real boon for this Celtics team, who, by the way, I love that they signed Nick Stauskas. I love, I just, after Stauskas had those 250 pieces in a row in the G League, I love that they signed Nick Stauskas. Wow, Nick Stauskas. And uh, I hope that guy, I hope he finds his way back into basketball proper. Because players like that can play basketball, and they should deserve to be in the NBA. But apropos of nothing, Milwaukee's going to be missing George Hill again. They're going to be missing Chris Middleton again. 
and the Chris Middleton one is, is obviously the big key there. Without Middleton, they just don't match up as well against Tatum and, uh, and Brown. Middleton's only played two games in the postseason, 14.5 points per game, and that's obviously, uh, that's obviously lower because of the injury. This is Team Giannis in the playoffs, 27.9 points per game, 12.7 rebounds, 7.1 assists, the leading uh, assist guy for this team above Drew Holiday, 6.6. Middleton does lead the team in steals, 1.5, and uh, Brooke Lopez leads the way in block shots at 2. Uh, what a piece he has been for, and how he's transformed his game over the last you know, decade, I suppose, now. So, we're showing uh, that Milwaukee is going to cover the, mi- the, the minus 2 about 67% of the time. I feel like these are more heavily than not, uh, more heavily than usually, affected by by being at home in a playoff environment. I'm just not, I'm not on the same page with this. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Milwaukee's record as a home favorite, 17 and 27. Uh, it was a home team, 17 and 27 as a favorite, 35 and 34. Um, man. Meanwhile, the Celtics are 27-15 as an away team against the spread. They're they're 13-8-2 as an underdog against the spread. They are 11-8-1 as an away dog against the spread. How is it not Boston? Just it's Boston. That's that's what it is. It's it's Boston. Boston. We don't, I, I think they went out right. I don't even think... I think we can stay with third consecutive money line here. Taking the one and a half is fine, but, you know, the margin of error for that is probably not worth the minus 110. Just take the even, and we're going to. So, the the Celtics outright win money line will be our fifth pick. That's going to take our parlay from 1361 to 2822. And now let's talk about the over-under. 212 and a half at Bavada. This is nearly perfect. Um, the Celtics average 108.7 a game. The Bucks 105.1. Gonna get smart back. I think this is gonna be a slower, grinded-out game a little bit. Feels like all day under here. And I think we're going to take that. We'll take the the two twelve and a half under minus one ten at Bavada as our sixth pick in this parlay, which is going to take our line from twenty eight twenty two to fifty four seventy nine. Come on, fifty four hundred bucks on a hundred dollar wager. Who who can't use that? The summer's coming. You want to take a trip? About a hundred bucks, and this is going to be bigger. This is probably going to be. I don't know. Well, it's going to be bigger than this when we're all said and done. I don't want to make predictions because they almost always end up wrong when I make predictions for what the parlay is going to wind up on. Let's go to our final game of the night. Well, final game of the weekend. Final game of this four. The Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Golden State Warriors. The series tied 1-1. Obviously, there was an incident that took place in the last game that's going to affect a lot of things this game. 
We're showing the Warriors are going to win this one about 56% of the time outright. Uh, there are there are some injuries. There. All right. Well, we're back after a minor technical snafu. Not sure what happened, but uh, the program crashed. Looked like our 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 system here was going to was going to blue screen to death, but somehow we held on. And the uh, the first half of the episode, well, the the previous part of the episode, is safe. We're going to continue on, and. With this fourth and, and final game that we're going to talk about in the NBA, the Grizzlies-Warriors, as I was saying, there's some injuries and some suspensions that are going to affect things. We're showing the Warriors win this one about 56% of the time. Let's go to the Grizzlies and let's talk about what happened in Game 2. Dylan Brooks, a guy who has a bit of a history of this, with an absolutely and utterly dirty play against Gary Payton II. Payton's injured, he's out. I want to take this opportunity to get on my soapbox a little bit about a position that I have had regarding flagrant fouls that lead to injuries. And that is very simply this. The NBA, they they promote themselves as a, a league that cares about player safety, a league that cares about player health. And yet we see these fairly consistently, and we see relatively minor punishments when you factor in how much time the guy who was injured is going to miss. Brooks, a dirty play, a flagrant two, ejected. He's suspended for game three. One game. Come on. My position is that, controversial if, uh, if you think, but my position is that if a player commits a flagrant foul, and this must very clearly be a flagrant foul, not a basketball play, a flagrant foul, probably a flagrant two, intent to injure, then if the if the player who is fouled is injured, he goes to an independent doctor, not, a, not attached to either of the teams, who determines how long the player should be out. The player who committed the flagrant foul is then suspended for that same period of time plus three games. That is going to put a stop to this. That's going to put a stop to all the... The player safety stuff, the undercutting players, the the excessive contact. Like, what's the downside? Don't try and hurt somebody, and you're you're not gonna have to worry about being suspended. And if it was genuinely an accident, then you're not gonna be suspended. Basketball plays happen and guys get hurt, and that sucks. But that's part of the game. Completely different when you see stuff like this Dylan Brooks thing. When you see I won't talk about Pascal Siakam. When you when you see similar issues like this, Draymond has been guilty of some things from time to time, uh, for sure. And that that earlier Draymond uh, that earlier Draymond foul may have played some part in this. So let's clean it up. I, and I this position came to me all the way back when when. Um, Nikola Miritich and Bobby Portis were playing for the Chicago Bulls, and uh, and Portis sucker punched Miritich in practice. Now I'm not saying Miritich didn't do anything to deserve it, but you can't sucker punch your teammates. I think everyone would agree with that. And Portis's suspension was a drop in the bucket for the time that Miritich missed. It's crazy that one guy who commits the foul gets to play while the other guy who he fouled is injured crazy it's dumb 
end speech, end sermon. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Let's get to the game. As I said, uh, Warriors, Grizz, tied 1-0, tied 1-1. We're going to Golden State. The Warriors drop a close one, one seven, or the Grizzlies drop a close one, one seventeen to one sixteen in Game One. They win by five, one hundred six to one hundred one in Game Two, heading to California. This is gonna be a fascinating game to watch. Uh, the The rise of John Morant into just one of the league's truest superstars has been has been really fun. 26.2 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 10.1 assists all lead the team for Ja. Nearing, like flirting with a, a playoff triple-double. That's, that shouldn't happen. This guy is, he's Allen Iverson reincarnate. He's a, a taller Allen Iverson. And probably the most fun player to watch in basketball right now. They're also getting good production out of Desmond Bain, 19.4 points in the playoffs. They're getting uh, they're getting 15 out of Brandon Clark. They're getting 14-5 out of out of Jaron Jackson. Even getting uh, two steals a game out of Jarrett Culver in those five minutes he played in that one game. Officially the steals leader for the for the Grizzlies going to Golden State. You know this is another guy who ascended uh, this year. Jordan Poole's averaging 22.3 for the Warriors in the playoffs. Good for uh, second place on this team. Man, what are the Warriors... The, don't you just feel like the Warriors could make a big move this offseason? Could Clay be traded? Clay's averaging 20 points a game. Starting to look a little bit more like himself, but not quite. But with Jordan Poole and Steph Curry in that backcourt, Clay is an interesting piece to dangle to find the guy that maybe puts them back over the top if you don't think they're already there. Or maybe you think you just let those three play and figure the rest out. Maybe look to move Wiggins, or he gets even more time as a small ball four with Draymond as a small ball five. These lineups are fun. There's that. Uh, Wiggins averaging, I'm sorry, put respect on his name. NBA All-Star Andrew Wiggins averaging 14.7 points, 7.3 assists, and uh, one point, uh, 7.3 rebounds and 1.6 a steal. A steals assists in the playoffs thus far we're showing the Warriors are going to cover this spread which is minus 7 at Bavada about 54% of the time I tend to agree um, but the Grizzlies team can get so hot do we want the minus 110 with the spread minus the versus the minus 300 money line Feels kind of inconsequential right now. So we're going to play it safe. This is going to be an all-money line show today. Warriors minus 300 money line is going to take our parlay up to from plus 54 to plus 73.39. And then we get to the over-under. This is a big number. Pavada's got it set at, at 225.5. The Grizz average 113, the Warriors average 115. I think we're going to see an absolute explosion uh, in in California today. I think the Warriors are going to win this one kind of big. I do. I think my gut says they do cover this. Uh, they cover this minus minus seven for the spread, but we don't need it. 
Let's take the over, even though it's a gigantic number, because I think we're going to settle in the 130 range when it's all said and done. And that is going to be our eighth and final pick uh, for this playoffs. It's going to take our parlay from 73.39 all the way up to plus 14,101. $100 is going to win you 14 grand. Think about that. $100 is going to win you 14 I know we have I, there were some NBA picks uh, some uh, some Major League Baseball picks I liked you know Scherzer's playing the Phillies and the Phillies just don't ever hit Scherzer seems like there's some sure things why would we risk this what, why would we risk this $100 wins $14,000 right now I'm in and I hope you are too that's going to be this 10th episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. I've been Chris Horbidell, and I thank you for listening to it. As I said, if you haven't done so already, please like, please subscribe, all of that good stuff uh, to the channel. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Chris Horbidell. Follow Underdog Podcasts on Twitter at The Underdog Pods. A lot of good stuff coming you, coming the way. We've got the the plans we have to expand our youtube presence are are substantial we hope you're going to hang out you should follow because there's going to be some cool stuff it's just a warning if you're missing out if you don't follow but thank you for watching you are appreciated and we will and we'll see you next week